Welcome to the podcast of Destiny Community Church, located in Newberry, Florida, where Rocky McKinley is our lead pastor. Thanks for tuning in. Here's today's message. The first Sunday of this month, we kicked off Christmas at DCC with a sermon that I called "'Twas the Night Before Christmas." How many of you were here to hear "'Twas the Night Before Christmas?" After a two-week hiatus enjoying our kids' musical and our uh, Christmas worship experience, I want to close this month with the subject "'Twas the Night After Christmas.'" "'Twas the Night After Christmas." So let's finish up this Christmas season and this year with the last sermon of 2015. You're here, you get to hear the last sermon that will be preached in this church in 2015. I've heard it said that there were three wise men that visited Joseph and Mary in the stable to see the newborn son. And one of the wise men I heard was extremely tall. And so when he was entering into the stable, he actually hit his head on the doorframe as he was walking in, and he exclaimed, Jesus! And Joseph looked at Mary and said, write that down, that's better than Clyde. Is it too soon after Christmas for jokes like that? It's too soon. Lighten up. It's just a joke. Just kidding. Um, how many of you agree with me the name of Jesus is just better? Amen. It's better than whatever circumstance you're going through, whatever circumstance you've been through. The name of Jesus is just better. It's better than what you're going to have to face this year. It's better. It's stronger. It's more powerful. It's at that name that every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that he is Lord. The name of Jesus is just simply better than anything else. It's better. Amen? We have read the Christmas story out of the Bible numerous times around here this Christmas season. And there's this one verse that always stands out to me. And I could not help myself. I had to come back to this verse, even though we've read it a couple of times already. I want to take this verse, I want to expound on it, and I want to bring it to your attention today. Because this verse happens after the angel Gabriel visits the Virgin Mary and informs her that she will indeed give birth to God's Son. This verse happens after Joseph was also visited by an angel in a dream and convinced that he should stick around and help raise God's Son. This verse happens after Mary visits her pregnant cousin Elizabeth and Elizabeth's baby leaps in her womb when Mary walks into the room and the Bible says that Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit when it happened. This verse happens after the shepherds watching their flock by night were visited by angels and then they came to the stable and worshipped Jesus. And after all of that happened, the Bible says in Luke chapter 2 and verse 19... But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. That's our key verse for today. We're going to read some more scripture in just a few moments, but, but I want you to really grab this. I, I don't want you to walk out of here without knowing this verse. Luke 2, 19. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. This is an interesting verse that is often overlooked. Mary treasured up. And Mary pondered. The term treasured up carries with it the idea of recognizing the value of these events and storing them away in her heart. It's like a, a, a mother of a newborn child. You know, as that child grows, that mother will continue to store up events that happen. You know, when that baby first, you know, smiles. You'll never forget that first smile. 
when that baby crawls for the first time. A mother treasures up those things in her heart. When that baby says its first words, whether it's mama or dada or whatever it is, you treasure those things up in your heart. When that baby takes its first steps, when that baby goes to kindergarten for the first time, you treasure those things. You don't forget those things. They're valuable to you and you store them away. But the Bible doesn't stop there. The Bible says that she pondered them. Mary just didn't treasure up all of those events that led up to the birth of her son and even the events right after that. She didn't just store them up in her memory. She pondered. And that means you're going farther than treasuring up. It means to take the events that you have stored in your memory, then go beneath the surface to try to understand what all of that means and why it happened the way that it did. It's taking it a step farther. Mary had a lot to ponder about. If you think about everything she had been through, there's a lot for her to think about. I am sure that she thought about her visit from Gabriel. I mean, it was terrifying and magnificent all in the same moment. Can you imagine being visited by an angel and being told that you're going to have God's son? It's the most amazing moment. No doubt she often thought about that. She thought about Joseph's initial reaction and then she thought about his change of heart after his amazing dream. She probably thought about the long journey from Nazareth to Bethlehem while she was pregnant and how difficult that journey was, thinking about it often. She considered the conditions of the environment in which her son, Jesus, was born in. Those are things that she pondered in her mind. She remembered that there was no room in the inn, so he was born in a stable like, a, like an animal. She thought about the surprise visit from the shepherds that these men stopped what they were doing on a hillside and they came to worship her son. These are things that were no doubt going through her mind, things that she was remembering, things that she was pondering. She certainly had plenty to think about. No doubt she continued to wonder why God had chosen her and I'm sure she pondered what was ahead for her newborn son, knowing that he was the Messiah, that he was the Christ. There's no doubt that she probably often wondered what will his life look like? What is he going to have to go through to save people from their sins? What will his life look like? Things that she had to ponder. So forgive a mom for pondering because she had a lot on her mind. Pondering is hard work. It's why many of us will never get around to it. And that's one thing I want us to change today, especially when it comes to our thoughts on our God and on our, our Savior, Jesus Christ. I want us to change our thought process because this is the perfect time of year to do it. What better time than at the end of December to ponder what God has already brought you through and to where God is taking you to. To look back over the past 12 months and consider the ways and works of God in your life and in the world around you. To ponder that, to think about it. The Bible says Mary pondered. She just didn't ponder that first Christmas night. I believe that Mary pondered on the night after Christmas. I believe that Mary pondered the next night and the next night. And I believe that for the rest of her life, Mary pondered. The things that she had stored in her heart I think she often went back and remembered and pondered and thought about those things. And I think I can prove it to you today as we turn to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2, we're going to start reading at verse 41. 
We're fast-forwarding now. This child is 12 years old. There's not much that we know about the life of Christ in between his birth and 12 years old. We know that there was a moment when the family went into exile and went into Egypt because the king was killing everyone two years old and under because he wanted to kill the king of the Jews. Not sure who that was. He was killing babies two years old and under. And so they went and, and, and hid for a while in Egypt. We know that that event happened. But, but other than that, we really don't know much about the, the child, Jesus. We don't know much about his life. But, but all of a sudden, there's just this obscure scripture that just jumps out at us, and we see it right here in Luke chapter 2 and verse 41. Jesus is now 12 years old, and we get a glimpse of his childhood. Verse 41 says, Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up according to custom. When the feast was ended, as they were returning, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. His parents did not know it. But supposing him to be in the group, they went a day's journey, but then they began to search for him among their relatives and acquaintances. And when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem searching for him. After, after three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. And when his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us so? Behold, your father and I have been searching for you in great distress. And he said to them, Why were you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? And they did not understand the saying that he spoke to them. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was submissive to them. And his mother treasured up all these things in her heart. Don't miss that. His mother treasured up all of these things in her heart. It's something she started at his birth. And she continued to do through his childhood. All of the things that was happening with this child, she was storing them up in her heart so that she could ponder them. She treasured up and she pondered. Sure, he was just a, a boy, young boy, 12 years of age. But she had to know that these days were coming. I mean, you can't raise the Son of God and not expect him to do his own thing at some point in his life. I mean, he's God, right? He, he's divine. And so at some point, you have to understand he's going to do his thing because he is divine. You can't tell him to clean his plate because he would say things to her like, Mom, man can't live by bread alone. You know? You, you can't tell him to go to bed early because the Scripture says that God never sleeps nor slumbers. You, you certainly can't tell him not to play in the water because this was a child that could walk on water, right? Raising God had to be difficult, but Mary pondered, and I promise you from raising this son, from raising God's son, Mary knew. Mary knew. Just say that. Say Mary knew. One of the most popular Christmas songs around is the song, Mary, Did You Know? Beautiful song. Love it. It's been redone so many times. The guy that just won the voice sang it on there and and moved Adam to tears, you know, all that good stuff. I mean, it's great stuff. But, but the answer is, yes, Mary knew. Mary did know. I don't know if any of you saw the meme. It's my favorite meme from this Christmas season where it's Batman slapping Robin and said, yes, Mary did know, you know. And so, <laughs> stop asking. How did she know? How did she know these things? Because she treasured them up and she pondered. She treasured up the things that she needed to remember 
from his birth and from his childhood. She treasured these things up and she pondered. She thought on these things. My wife has a hope chest. I remember when she first got her hope chest. Her mom and dad bought it for her for Christmas. I thought, oh, you know, that's a neat little idea. It's, it's heavy. I'll tell you that. This thing is solid wood. Pastor Andrews helped me move this thing before. It, it's a beast. This thing will break your back. You, you, you know, you're supposed to lift with your back. No, you've got to put everything into it if you're going to lift this. You start with your big toe, and you just work your, your way up. You put everything you can, and you, you just you try and carry this thing. It, it's, it kind of reminds me of the Ark of the Covenant is what it reminds me of. My wife has an Ark of the Covenant is what it is. And I'm pretty sure she's got the Ten Commandments stored in the bottom of it is what it is because it's so heavy. But if you were to go to our house right now and you open up this hope chest, inside of it are memorable keepsakes, especially when it comes to our children. Because in that hope chest, you're going to find the clothes that Kendall and Caleb came home from the hospital in. I don't know why we have those clothes in there. I don't know what they're going to do. But we have those clothes in that hope because she's a mama and mama wants to keep it. And so we've got those clothes that they came home from the hospital in. We have their school pictures. There's, it's, it's basically a shrine to Caleb and Kendall is what it has become. <clears throat> we have their school pictures. We have all of their report cards. Mandy has put all of their report cards. Some of the kids in the room are going, why would she do such a thing? My mom sees it and rips it up and wants to throw it away and burn it and flush it down the toilet and everything else. But Mandy's got all of their report cards. Mandy has their first pair of tennis shoes in the Hope Chess. All of their school awards throughout the years. Special notes that they wrote to their mother. None that they wrote to their father. But all the notes they wrote to their mother. Why? Because these things are near and dear to Mandy's heart. And I know Mandy would not trade them for the world. These are the things that Mandy has stored up, treasured up. The things that she wants to remember. Now Mary may not have had a hope chest. She should have because her husband was a carpenter. I'm trying not. First service, I went off on this, and I shouldn't have, but I'm trying to be good right now. Okay, I'm just going to do it, okay? She should have had. He was a carpenter. Can you imagine when Elizabeth got her first hope chest and Mary didn't get one? That's probably why you never read about Joseph after the incident at the temple, because that was probably the straw that broke the camel's back, and Mary was like, you didn't give me a hope chest. Get out, you know? Just you know, like, Let's get back. Let's get back. I shouldn't have done it. I did it both services, and I shouldn't have. She most likely didn't have a hope chest, but she stored these thoughts and memories in her heart and in her mind, and she thought about them often. That's the difference. Because when you can think about and ponder the things of Christ, it will change the way that you look at life. Let me show you. John chapter 2. John chapter 2. I'm going to start reading at verse 1. This is many years later. Now we're reading where Jesus is a grown man. He is right around the age of 30. He has yet to start his ministry. He is a rabbi. 
That means that he has a gathering of disciples. He is very knowledgeable in the Old Testament. And, and because of that, he has graduated to the point where he's a rabbi. And like other rabbis, he has his disciples that follow him. We know that John, was his cousin, was a rabbi, and he had his disciples. That was not uncommon for there to be a rabbi and his disciples. But he has yet to start his real earthly ministry yet. He's right on the threshold of it. We're getting to that age now where he, he probably needs to step out and he needs to, to take some action and begin his ministry. And so we, we start reading it, John chapter 2 and verse 1. It says, On the third day there was a wedding at Cana in Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus also was invited to the wedding with his disciples. When the wine ran out, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Woman, what does this have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. Now there were six stone water jars there for the Jewish rites of purification, each holding 20 or 30 gallons. Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water. And they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, now draw some out and take it to the master of the feast. So they took it. And the master of the feast tasted the water now become wine and did not know where it came from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew. The master of the feast called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone serves the good wine first, and when people have drunk freely, then the poor wine. But you have kept the good wine until now. This, the first of his signs, Jesus did at Cana in Galilee and manifested his glory, and his disciples believed in him. After this, he went down to Capernaum with his mother and his brothers and his disciples, and they stayed there for a few days. She knew. Mary knew. Because Mary had treasured up those things in her heart, and because she had pondered them in her mind and thought on those things that made him divine, because she did that, she had complete confidence in her son. She had complete confidence that he was the Messiah, that he was the Christ. And she knew that he was able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can ask or think. She knew that. She knew what he was capable of doing. Now listen, when you, when you read this, this is one of the most insignificant miracles in all of the Bible. It, it, it's really useless when you think about it. Because of all the other great things that Christ did throughout his ministry, I mean, causing the lame to walk, the blind to see, raising people from the dead, when you think about water being changed to wine, this is so insignificant. But Mary knew that it was time for Jesus to spread his wings and for him to fulfill what he had been called to do. How did she know that? Because she treasured those things up and she pondered them. You see, that's what it takes for us. If we will ever get to that place to where we will treasure up and ponder before we will panic. If we will ever get to that place, we too will see the mighty hand of God work miracles in our lives. She knew it. She knew what he was capable of doing because she treasured it in her heart, pondered it in her mind, and because of that, Mary got to witness his first miracle. As insignificant as it was, she got to see it. And this is what happens when you treasure up and ponder the Lord's impact on your life. You get to see miracles happen in yours. 
When you have the knowledge and faith of his capabilities stored inside of you, you get to see the possibilities manifested in front of you. It's the reason why our annual candlelight service is so important. Because when I have the awesome opportunity to get up here and to read all of the candles that, the candles that have been turned in as testimonies, that here's what God did, here's how God answered our prayer, Pastor, and I get to stand up here with my box and I get to take each candle out and read it to you. It's so much more than just an annual event, church. It's so much more than just tradition. On that night in this room, people hear it, they store it, they ponder it. And when they do, they walk out of this room with their faith soaring and knowing that Jesus is capable. And no matter what they're going through, he is capable. Mary knew it because she was willing to ponder it. I've been there in my own life. When my wife needed healing, I knew what he was capable of doing because I pondered it. I knew that by his stripes, we are healed. When we needed a financial miracle in our life, I knew that my God could supply every need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus because I'd already thought about it. When we needed guidance and direction in our lives, even when we were, were determining to come and plant this church, trying to decide what God wanted us to do, to move to Newberry, Florida, I knew that he was able to give us guidance and direction because I knew that the steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. Those are things that I had thought about, that I had, I had allowed God's word to ingrain into my mind so that when I thought about him, when I thought about what he was capable of doing, I knew that he could do it. Like Mary, at that wedding, she knew that he was capable because she had treasured up and pondered. We've got to learn to ponder who he is and what he has done because when you don't think about his greatness, you will forget about it. You've got to remind yourself. You've got to think about it. Think about it often. Think about what he's already brought you through. And then have the confidence in knowing that he'll take you to where you need to go. Thank you for listening to the podcast of DCC. We pray you have been blessed by today's message. We would love to meet you in person. For service times and directions, log on to www.destinycommunitychurch.org or call the church office at 352-472-3284. Thanks again for listening. Destiny Community Church for life's journey.